0: Recorded live. Well, howdy. Thanks for coming to Big Bubba's. We got a mess of used cars. What can we do for you? for um, something
1: cute well here's a beauty a 99 model with a moon roof as a bonus we'll throw in a leaking gas tank you could be driving and kaboom Adds
2: that thing of excitement
3: you got any other cars
2: wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks if you have diabetes you can There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications from diabetes. Why is it important? Because more than 600 people every day die from diabetes and its complications. If your A1C is above seven, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk, know your A1C ask your doctor, or for more information, go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council.
4: You're listening to the JAM Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
5: The views and peas of Nation Talk are not necessarily views. of talk to you, generating protection, Twitter.com, and sponsors. This is Nation Talk, your Sunday evening forum. Nation Talk is a live program that deals with issues concerning you from the studios of Savannah, Georgia. call 1724-444-7444, call ID number 55519-POUND,
4: that's
5: 1724-444-7444, call ID number 55519-POUND. drive drunk, you become everybody's business. Don't drink and drive. Be smart, plan ahead, and choose a designated driver.
3: Remember,
6: music lives, and so should you.
3: A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. That
7: afternoon, every employee in Jenny's department watched the clock nervously. At 3 p.m., emails would go out to those getting laid off. At 3.01, her inbox dinged. Jenny was out of work. From other cubicles, someone pounded a fist. Another shouted. One person even cried. Jenny felt like doing it all. Instead, she walked to a co-worker and said, How can I help it? This is Howard Budd, Jr. of Laity Lodge. Bad news naturally brings fear. The writer of Psalm 31 cries out, My life is consumed by anguish. Yet a few lines later he writes, But I trust in you, Lord, my times are in your hands. Employed or not, our times are in his hands, in the high calling of our daily work.
3: For more information, visit ourdailywork.org.
7: You're listening to
4: the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
5: Now, views and opinions of Nation Talk are not necessarily views of TalkShoe, generated for Dutchess, and its sponsors. This
4: is Nation Talk.
5: And welcome to Nature Talk. That's, that's the boss in the background, Bruce Springsteen from Humble Hearts. Tonight, Autism in America.
6: This is more
5: of an education about autism. And, uh,. Maybe one day, I'll, one, maybe one day, and I'm going I'm to try to see if I can get Holly Robinson Pete on uh, to talk about it more. Um, I'm, I will try to see if I can, if I could get her to come on. In the meantime, this is more like an education Excuse me. On uh, autism, the American and uh, some of the things about autism that we really, really don't know that much about, and we're still learning. Especially police officers, they really need to. They really need to learn. Get to our, before we get into our
6: uh, Documentary
4: I want we'll to say hello to Brother Mike My man Sir. Mike And how are you? Hello, hello, hello Lessons and all that good stuff
5: Oh yeah Well tonight Oh and also we're going to have News and views As well uh, Tonight I want to do this because Of um, after watching the Pete's Saturday night, um, for Pete's sake, Saturday night, and I thought about it, I said, this was, I thought about it, we, I had never done a program about autism.
0: Hmm, okay. We
5: never did. So tonight is more of like an ed- education. Like I said, I'm going to try my best. Let's see if I could get Holly Pete, Holly Robinson Pete on. I'm a try. All
4: I'ma, right. I didn't I'ma... know that she uh, had an autism child.
5: Oh yeah, she has. She has a his um RJ. Uh, he's a very smart kid. He's he's smart. He's quite intelligent. Uh, <laughs> quite intelligent uh young man. Uh, he's a teenager now. Uh, he's learning how to drive. Uh, <clears throat> like the, his doctor said that he would never drive. But he was he'd been ready to drive for the longest, so uh on last night's program he actually went out and drive. He did very okay. well. He did very well. And another thing that, which I'm, which I'm, I've, I've heard about, um, they had this incident here, here, well, actually in Tybee Island, not that far from here. About a a young man, I think he was autistic. I, I think he was. The Police got a little too rough with him because they didn't know if he was drunk or high or disturbed or you know they didn't know. So okay. last so last night they did a uh more like a demonstration of what would happen if he should get stopped by the police. Um. It has been said that they do. The police do not know how to handle cases like this. They don't know how to, because because when they see somebody fidgeting and they they're gonna think that they're gonna pull a weapon on them and then you know you know we all you know I would to.
4: say I would say a lot of people have been shot by the police. Because they are mentally disturbed or something like that, without in and, and not knowing how to handle those people,
5: yeah so, so what yeah so so what they did was they had two former police officers um there at the Pete's house, and they demonstrated how they what happens when they get stopped and in, in the car. Then they showed them what would happen when they get stopped when they're walking and get stopped.
4: Uh-huh.
5: So they did very well. It was him and his other brother and his and his other brother. Um, I think he did a little, I think he's I don't know if, I think he's either younger or a little older than R J but he's there was um, both of them was in the car, he was in the car with him and just you know, they was they wasn't moving but that kinda of like if, what if they got stopped uh incident and then he was like walking through the yard and they just demonstrated what what would happen if they what would happen. They did very well. Especially RJ, he did very very well. He listened to the commands. He complied to the police. Um, he did he did very well. He he did very good, very very good, without any problem. So, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, Rod he was uh well he played the Iraq parent. That irate parent, are wondering what you what you do what you do with my boys, just my boys, what you doing? What, why are you putting coats on them? You know, you know, you know, like that. So they did very well on on that on that drill. So what? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get them ready. They're trying to get R.J. ready in cases that may happen. They don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually it'll probably happen. Some things right. that some, but some things they was thinking about, and they they're gonna, and they was talking about doing this to the California legislator. Um, some kind of identification let them know that that they're disabled or not disabled, but that they're, they're autistic or special needs, or what? How do they call it? Like, um, they're artistic. Either on an ID, a license, some kind of ID, or a bracelet, or something to recognize them. That way, the police will know. Oh, okay, okay. Then they'll then they'll know what steps to go with that. That's
4: a good idea.
5: Yeah, it it is, it is a very good idea because mm-hmm. the incident that happened in Tybee Island they they did the boy they did the boy wrong. But the parents did get they did sue the city of Tybee and they did get some money from it. Um so it's it's one of those things that it's one of those things that had that never knew about autism until um until I heard about uh, Holly Robson, Pete's son, um, Tony Braxton's son is autistic. Tisha Campbell, T-Tisha, Tisha Campbell from Martin, her son is also autistic.
6: <clears throat>
5: so they're getting together to try to form something in order to that legislator know. And get a bill that's the next step now is to find someone that 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 they know that they i think they know somebody in the legislative california uh, house um i they i think they know somebody in order to have a bill give it to both houses of at the um of the, the house there of California in the state capital and it passed and then gives the governor the sign which I think is a, which it's some kind of um something to protect them. It's more like a, It's more like something to protect them from from what it's, it's to protect them and to educate the police at the same time. That's way. That's way I look at it. So uh, this is why. Um. Um. Uh, this is why. I want to bring the subject again. I've never covered a subject like this, and mm-hmm. I want to learn just as much about autism as I'm as much
0: as I can. Okay. Do
4: you happen to have any stats on the number of people in America that are in, in a racial profile of, to autism?
0: I
5: don't have it in front of me right now, but while i'm playing the documentary i'm a i'm a i'm gonna do some i'm going i'm going to search i'm gonna search the net and see and hopefully by the end of this documentary i'll i'll have some statistics they may have statistics on there as well i don't know mm-hmm. they might they okay. may have statistics so everybody hold on everybody hold on we're going to we're gonna take a short break and come come back with our what the documentary Autism, Love and Learning. We're gonna we're gonna return we're gonna begin that. After we do this, this is Nation Talk, a talk show and Jam Radio.
1: Have you ever dreamed of being a karate master? Well, stop dreaming and start chopping with the karate glove.
6: Hi, my name's Molly, inventor of the karate glove, and I've just one and a half words for you. Aya!
1: The karate glove chops through anything. Just put it on and instantly chop through wood, Hi-yah! concrete, Hi-yah! brick walls, Hi-yah! trees, Hi-yah! small cars. <laughs> it can even chop through these eight guitars. Hi-yah! 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 It things!
6: If I can invent a karate glove, just imagine what you can do. Visit inventnow.org to get started on your invention. Anything's possible. Keep thinking!
1: Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council.
6: It's high-on time!
4: You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
0: To visit the and Nation
5: Talk on Netterview. I talk to you generally dot com,
2: and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. I'm Daniel Kristofferson. Autism love and learning is centered on my interview with Mickey O'Brien. Mickey has a track record of success in mainstream schools as well as non-public schools using an unconventional and in some ways, radical approach. I made the conscious decision to let the interview unfold naturally, except for one thing. I shared with Mickey my vision to produce a kind of video care package, offering coaching and powerful tools for the benefit of parents and teachers everywhere, for those facing situations that feel impossible, for those open to new ideas, and for those believing our understanding of autism and special needs may be incomplete. Mickey O'Brien has a Bachelor's of Science in Sociology from Santa Clara University and a Master's in Environmental Leadership from Naropa University. A few credits shy of a second Master's in Special Education, her teaching credentials include elementary education, social sciences, and special education. Mickey has worked in the creation of university undergraduate programs, acted as a disability consultant with government departments of health, taught life skills programs for the developmentally disabled, and worked at the Integral Institute with Ken Wilber. And as you can see, Mickey has trained in a wide variety of alternative education models. But autism love and learning isn't about credentials, and it's not about theories or a new set of labels. It's about working together. It's about getting results. It's about seeing with new eyes.
3: One of the things I love about learning about autism and working with people on the autism spectrum, everything I find out holds true for all of us. I had a young man who was simply on my caseload, and he was just starting high school. He was a freshman. There were administrators and teachers, and all these people really concerned. I was in a meeting with them. And this mom walks in, and she's so cool. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is the problem? (laughs) And I said to his mom, like, he would never have gotten to the place where he is, being incredible and talented and creative as he is, if he didn't have a mom who was every day looking out for him. And I really felt like it was the first time anyone ever said anything like that to her. And it it really helped me know there's just countless parents out there that are really doing the best for their kids. And the system just doesn't always see it or understand it. And every single time I have worked with anyone of any age with any kind of ability or disability. And I have come from a place of bringing my heart and my truth forward and respecting and believing in theirs. It has always worked. My experience has been that when I am working with somebody on the autism spectrum and they are really being true to who they are, and not being pinned in by anyone else, but really being true to who they are, they are so profoundly joyful it is a blessing to behold kids get accused of being wrong and bad and their parents are there like fighting for them and believing in them and doing everything they can to help them there's just a lack of appreciation for the level of love and support that parents are giving to their kids they're out there like on the edge all the time every single day wanting the best for their kid and they'll walk into a meeting and have a whole crowd of people be like your kid did this awful thing and it's so heart-wrenching because in truth was it really an awful thing and in truth Did that parent really do anything wrong? Not at all. So I think my big thing is to say to uh, parents of autistic kids that I know and your kid knows and the heart of the world knows that you love them and that there is love isn't a question. I really want to say something here because I can hear people talking about the suffering and I know and I do not want to deny the suffering that I have seen and felt too. I know that there are people in the autism spectrum who really have suffered and continue to suffer and the same thing with their families. And I really believe that there are are chances for all of us. And I think it's just a matter of really going for it and really letting go of trying to fit into some kind of a box. I think it's a chance for us to expand humanity. I have worked with young people that many, many other people have worked with and had what they called no success. And I have always had success because I have always, always believed that a person can be the best that they can be and it has nothing to do with any kind of conventional standard, period. There's a lot of judgment. There's this idea that we should have diversity and that everybody should be okay like being who they are. But at the same time, we're all supposed to be measured against the exact same standards. And we really end up missing a lot of what is unique and exciting about education by creating these very judgmental kinds of structures that are about trying to measure people in identical ways. Mm -hmm. I've had so many brilliant teachers, and this one particular teacher was talking about a little boy in a three- to six-year-old classroom who just wasn't interested in anything, and his teacher knew she needed to find the thing that, like, really turned him on. Otherwise, you know, school wasn't fun for him. So she figures out it's those great, big trucks like gigantic trucks with the giant wheels and she goes out and gets one of the freaking wheels and she puts the wheel in the classroom and the kid does almost all of his lessons around the wheel he cleans the wheel he does language around the wheel he does math around the wheel everything the kid does it's that giant tire thing from that giant truck and he is in heaven because that's his thing now that kid is there being who he is, and it gives even that much more permission for everyone else to just light up and be awesome and yummy. Yeah,
2: beautiful, <laughs> tuning into their passion.
3: Yeah, who they uniquely are, even when they're just tiny little beings, they have it, yeah. and it's dynamic, it changes. Almost all of us have something that we're just like incredibly good at and that we really love. I was working at a school for special needs students, amazing, amazing place. And they said, assume that behaviors are communication. So all these people, every place else I had been, had always been like, that's a bad behavior and that's a good behavior. You don't need to judge the behavior. You need to understand what the behavior is communicating. And it can be useful to figure out what behavior is gonna serve the kid in the long run. But you don't need to figure out what behavior is going to be, like, the most normal. That's not necessarily useful. What's going to serve this person in evolving in their own being to be the best that they can be? So at this school, there's this whole belief about behaviors. They bring me this young lady in her early teens. She's a tween. Um, and she is really lovely, and she's nonverbal, and she knows sign language, and to me it is clear. She is off-the-chart smart, really bright. And behaviors that are so severe... I think she almost broke my nose one time.
6: <laughs>
3: and it was not intentional, but it happened. So there were, there were behaviors that she had, like physical... Behaviors that could hurt herself or someone else. And those behaviors were communicating something. And one of the things they were communicating is how smart she is and how people had sort of treated her. She's really attractive and looks really young. And people treated her like I mean, I think somebody from her school district actually said to me once that they thought that she was a vegetable. And anytime any school district came to me and said something like that about a kid, I said, hey, stop right there. I don't wanna hear it. And I literally would just block out whatever they said because I knew it wasn't true. And and that is, I am telling you right now, none of that stuff is true. They said when I was in first grade, the public school district that I was in, which is a very, very well received of money. They told my parents they'd never read above a sixth grade level. And I am a published author with two master's degrees. So don't believe them if they tell you that your kid is never going anywhere, because they're using standards that don't have anything to do with your kid. And many of the most brilliant minds we've ever had didn't fit in those boxes.
6: So
3: this young lady We just started working with her on her behaviors and what is she trying to communicate. We worked with her sign language and we worked with all the people in her life around her behaviors so that she was doing behaviors that were useful for herself and everyone else to get what she really wanted. And it's a really simple shift to just start thinking a behavior is a communication rather than labeling it. If you try and label it and get to the bottom of it, God help you. (laughs) Because there is no bottom. You can keep digging down there. Why is this behavior happening? It doesn't matter. Take the communication that's happening. What does this person want? What do they need? Sometimes it's just attention.
2: It's got to be tough sometimes, I would imagine. I mean, it's a little bit like a mystery or a riddle, you know, Because they're not being verbal in most cases or in many cases.
3: There's some observation tools that are really useful to use where you keep like a tally sheet where you mark what's the antecedent, what's the thing that led up to the behavior, and then what happened after the behavior. Because if you want to extinct a behavior, which is what they call it in these circles. If you want the behavior to end, you want it to go extinct, you don't want to give it anything. Just like we can give a thought momentum, we can actually give behaviors and things we receive from other people momentum too. And one of the tricks to conventional public education is that we get people hooked on the idea of pleasing other people get attention or misbehaving to get attention but we get this whole thing going that like we're doing things to get attention instead of paying attention to what feels good to us so we get drawn away from our own alignment and our own heart and so for me it's been like an art and to know, like, this person has a center just like I do. This person has a calling just like I choose to use these behaviors, so that I can get along with the people there. Many times people that have atypical nervous systems will have an issue where it will appear to be a behavior. A lot of people in the autism spectrum are part of their nervous system that's atypical, and not everybody because there is no typical atypical nervous system. (laughs) It's a nervous system that is either hypersensitive or hyposensitive. And we have more than just the five senses. We also have our sense of balance. There's our sense of pressure. So all these different senses in a typical nervous system, they work together and they censor out things that aren't useful. You know, you might get like a scratch and it might be kind of irritating, but you don't really pay attention to it. But if you get a bee sting, you pay attention to it, right? But if you have an atypical nervous system and part of it is to pain, maybe you're hyposensitive to pain. And I've had students that had this. I had a student who was so hyposensitive to pain, she could literally pull her teeth out with her hands. Yeah. And that is a hyposensitive nervous system around pain. And she, and it, so it's upsetting to us, but it wasn't upsetting to her. <laughs> so, so it was a real trick to teach the other adults to not have a huge reaction yeah. because she's trying to do sensory integration. She needs intense pressure. So that's what we did. We gave her um, sensory things that helped her with that need for pressure. You can do pressure best. You can do things where, and it's really good to work on this with an occupational therapist. Like, it's one of those things like don't try this at home. (laughs) Because you need somebody who's been trained in like how the whole body works and how typical and atypical nervous systems work. But you can start experimenting with simple things. There's a film about Temple Grandin. Temple Grandin builds a pressure machine so that she gets this feeling of this hug. And that is a sensory integration for her. The thing that's really funny though, is that we all have places that we do sensory integration. Like right now, the way that you're sitting, Daniel, is sensory (laughs) integration. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh yeah, we mostly do tricks to help us stay in a place that's socially acceptable. (laughs) So if your hearing is hypersensitive and you're mainstreamed into mainstream classrooms, that classroom may often have times where it's really loud and that can be really distracting. And there also can be electric lights and heaters and beepy things and things with noises that people with typical hearing will not hear. Usually somebody on the autism spectrum is gonna have some parts of their nervous system that are hypersensitive, so they're very sensitive, like it might be their hearing, it might be their sensitive texture, like certain fabrics might not feel good, certain foods because of their texture might not feel good, or like tags in their clothes might really bother them. It could be that for them to really feel uh, pressure, that helps them realign their nervous system, that is a hyposensitive sense of pressure, so that you need like extra to help you kind of integrate. One thing you see some people with atypical nervous systems doing, it'll look like a tick. They'll do something like this or something like this or something like this. They are trying to realign their nervous system. Mm
6: -hmm.
3: It's actually really quite brilliant. So some tricks to help people um, who are on the autism spectrum with sensory integration issues would be to pay attention to what they are hypersensitive to and hyposensitive to. And then also to work with an occupational therapist, which I highly recommend if you can. But a teacher in just a regular classroom, if they have somebody that's hypersensitive to noise, which is a very common issue, then giving that person a quiet place to go, to take tests, to do tasks that might be challenging for them, They might need to spend a majority of their day in more quiet kinds of situations.
2: But school is about being told what is normal and learning how to respond in certain situations. So what about the kid who doesn't understand that the reason class is so irritating and uncomfortable is because sound is ten times louder for him or her? Yeah,
3: no, it's a really good question. Hopefully they have someone in their life that can help recognize that and help them figure out strategies.
2: At what point does this meet with the idea that, well, they're just going to have to learn to march in step because they're going to be working for a living. They're going to be going to one place from 9 to
3: 5. And do you have any thoughts on that? I do. You probably have about a couple <laughs> hours of thoughts on that, don't you? <laughs> because I think that that's one of the big false premises of our whole culture. The reason that we're here is not to fit in. The reason that we're here is to be who we really are. Period. I mean, if you want to argue with me about it, feel free. But I'm not going to change my mind on this one because I know in my heart of hearts that that's true. Love. I feel like I have been so blessed to be in classrooms and in communities and around families where there was so much love that people were willing to give up the quote-unquote social norms to exist with each other in a way that was so much deeper and more authentic. And I feel like that's a big part of what autism calls us to. They're all moms whose young high school students or uh, late junior high, their students were all nonverbal and they had what were considered extreme behaviors where the kid very easily could hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. and were easily triggered into those behaviors know that as these kids were growing and they were a part of this amazing school that i was at the way these moms showed up was just brilliant they showed up with humor they showed up with open hearts they'd go out to pizza and one of the students would throw a temper tantrum and they'd be like huh they don't give it attention you know they make sure that whoever's around is safe but They just let it happen, and they don't worry about judgment.
2: And they don't take it personally.
3: Yes. We think that what other people are seeing and believing about us is the truth. And the trick is, it's kind of not. When we can almost watch ourselves from a place of being a witness, which is something they teach, like contemplative practices are really good at teaching meditation and other kinds of contemplative practices, like So this is us in a way, and in a way it's not, and in a way we can be here and we can be watching. And I think that having that observer's mind as a parent or a teacher and teaching your student even to have it, to be able to look at themselves from that standpoint is a huge gift.
2: It seems like this is one more situation too where the better care you take of yourself The easier it is for everyone involved. So, to the degree that the mom and dad are able to not take it personally, to have a sense of humor, um, stay in their center, the children are going to be mirroring that energy and they're going to step right into that lighter
3: sense of experience. So, one of the issues that's really common for people in the autism spectrum is organization. One thing that often works for them is to actually have a visual schedule where they have pictures that show them what they're going to be doing in what order. And if there's anything that's not typical for their day, that'll be in the schedule so that they can look ahead and sort of prepare themselves for a trip they're going to take or a special guest they're going to have.
2: I think you mentioned before this interview when the child was going to go into a school to talk with teachers or something, it was, it was a little bit of a thing. You would just say, okay, first we're going to go into this room, and you're going to be seated right here. And on your right is probably going to be Miss, you know, and, and that really helps them to deal with anxiety.
3: Yes, it's that one of the things we sometimes call it is front-loading. All the situations that are going to be happening, we would front-load the students so that they would know and if the schedule changed, we would go back and add the earthquake on the schedule. So there was a way of showing that it was still, it had happened. So people that are really self organized and self referenced are often able to really be centered, and there's a kind of organization inside of them that you can feel. felt like a lot of my students used an external person to help them learn how to do that internally and when they were around adults and other kids that weren't internally organized like that they would get a little crazy because there's this like chaos going on so we all know adults that are not really self organized (laughs) they feel chaotic they often feel very dramatic Mm. I would often get a new student on my caseload, and I would look at their schedule, and I would say, they shouldn't be in this class with this teacher. And this is not to say there is anything wrong with with that teacher. There are often, like, pieces of that teacher that are absolutely brilliant. It's just that that teacher is not the best match for somebody who has these kinds of issues. So the brilliant kid I was talking about with the mom who was so awesome, he had one teacher that just talked really fast. So one thing that happens for people in the autism spectrum is that um, a lot of times, verbal communication is processed slowly. And then they have trouble sometimes reaching into the parts of their brain they need to get to to be able to know what they want to say back and actually say it. So that's why teaching them something like sign language or using a communication device, even if they physically can't speak, can help. Let's say that you're on the autism spectrum. Um, you can still talk and that listening to somebody talk is something that you need to do kind of in pieces because it's hard for you to process as quickly. So you get a teacher who's really brilliant and who talks a mile a minute. Can you imagine what that would be like? Like, you're really smart, and this teacher is just, <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I know I'm smart, I know my teacher's smart, I cannot understand anything they just said.
2: Front loading is just so powerful. How many yeah. parents just have never heard that possibly, or teachers, or
8: Babysitters or whatever oh.
2: have never even heard about that, and they are dealing with a child that seems overly anxious. Yeah. So you can just say this evening we're going to watch TV, and then we're going to have popcorn. We'll probably be sitting on the couch here. I mean, is that is that oh, what we're absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. Okay.
3: Absolutely. And you're so right. It it alleviates so much anxiety.
2: So many good points. So, what is the most common mistake a parent of an autistic child will make, even though your heart is completely there for the child? Trying
3: to reason with the kid in a way that makes sense to you. (laughs) Because they often just don't see the world the same way that you do. So, you say, well, you know, if you do this, if you wear these kind of clothes then these other kids are going to think you're cooler like he doesn't care those kind of clothes are scratchy i mean i had one student that would literally rip the tags out of his clothes if i didn't cut them out so all i had to do was teach his mom that when she got something new she had to cut the tags out even like underwear and socks like you would be shocked at the places that they put labels tags that rub it doesn't feel good It doesn't feel good to a lot of people. And then also the noise thing, a lot of people don't recognize the noise thing because they can't hear it. So they don't realize that if you can imagine what it would be like to just have like a constant buzz. I mean, I have hypersensitive hearing, so I hear a lot of the things that I think a lot of other people with hypersensitive hearing do. And it got to be this joke when I was working at the special ed school that a teacher would be like, This kid keeps acting up, and I don't know why. Would you come in? And I'd walk in, and I'd be like, "What is that horrible noise?" No one else but that kid and me could hear that horrible noise. And it was like a heater that was on the fridge, or a light bulb that was about to go out, or the faucet was dripping. Like you can hear the water running. (laughs) Is that a type of torture, somewhere?
2: We're torturing this child. Should we
6: stop?
3: Being embodied and things that help you be more embodied are a big part of sensory integration. And this is all my working definition. I am not an occupational therapist. I have worked with them, and they are like magicians because when an occupational therapist understands what's going on in your nervous system, it is really like magic because they can tell you exactly what to do to make that thing work. So if you go into an OT room, there'll be trampolines because you can jump up and down and that's good for the sensory integration of the pressure on your joints. There will often be swings So that is a really good one. Many people who even aren't on the autism spectrum find that a repetitive motion, like a rocking chair or um, a swing or swimming or running, and this doesn't just apply to people with any kind of disability. It applies to everyone. When we're embodied, we have access to more of our intelligence. Everybody has something that shines. Everybody is curious about something. And we're dynamic beings. You know, the idea that everyone that's in second grade on this particular day should be learning this particular thing, even if it has nothing to do with their passion or their reason for being on the planet. I'm a big believer in the nurtured heart approach, which is about each of us finding our own greatness, So it's not about me ever judging a parent or a caretaker or a bus driver. I feel like it's more about me and that other person working together to create something that works for everybody. I feel like the place where the whole culture gets stuck is standing in that place of judgment. Like reality TV shows where we, sit there and go, I would never do that. Can you believe they're doing that? Oh my gosh, it's so awful. And we're totally focusing on what we don't want. What about focusing on what we do want? I have seen bus drivers change kids' lives. I have seen custodians change kids' lives. You know why? Because they were there. And because they had that kid's interest. That kid's best interest at heart that's what they care about so they made their bus or their cafeteria or their restroom or their hallway wherever the space was that they interacted with that kid that was the place that kid got to shine and it was that person and it doesn't matter who you are if you're the the person that um takes kids money in the cafeteria you can change their lives Because you can believe in them and see them. Absolutely.
2: If there is a lesson being offered to the teachers and the parents of children with autism.
3: That maybe this person is a teacher themselves. To think of them as a gift just as you would any other human being. We all have something important to offer. That's why we came here. The whole idea that we have this like one career and we have to go this one way and we start with really little like working towards it, to me that seems crazy. May your road be twisted and windy and filled with the most beautiful views. Edward Abbey, Benedicto, he said it.
1: sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer.
6: Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich!
2: Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. Wh- what? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Put ten bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit card. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So,
7: no inheritance?
2: Uh, no. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas.
7: Feedthepig.org.
2: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just
5: to be clear, no inheritance, right? If you a piece of Nation Talk are not necessarily the views of Talkshoe, Jam Radio Productions, Solarhead.com and its sponsors. This
0: is Nation Talk.
4: That was a long documentary, but still, it doesn't really tell you uh, the, how you call it, what constitutes autism that much to me, like bipolar or epileptic, or other types of uh, ailments, whereas there are certain actions that take place, only autism, like a quiet child, uh doesn't really associate or socialize much, and that's more or less it,
6: yeah,
5: well, I found some facts and statistics okay um, on this about one percent of the world population has autism spectrum disorder. this is some that was from what is it huh. You said 1%? 1%. And this will come from the uh, CDC in 2014. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Prevalence in the United States is estimated at 1 in 68 births. More than Whoa. Yeah. More than 3.5 million Americans live with an autistic spectrum disorder. Um, prevalence of autism in U.S. children increased by 119.4% from 2000, which was 1 in 50 to 2010, 1 in 68. Autism is the fastest growing development disability. Prevalence has increased by 60, percent each year from 2002 to 2010. This is based on a binaral uh, numbers from the CDC. Autism services cost U.S. citizens get this, 200, between 236 to 262 billion dollars annually. Wow, two hundred and between two hundred thirty-six to two hundred sixty-two billion. Hmm. A majority of costs in the U.S. are in adult services, which cost one hundred thirty-five to one hundred ninety-six billion, compared to eighty-one eight, uh, between sixty-one and sixty-six billion for children. Cost of Lifelong care can be reduced to two and two third with early diagnosis and intervention uh, the economic consequences of autism spectrum disorder among children in a Swedish municipality. one percent of the population of the United Kingdom has autism. Spectrum disorder. The US cost of autism over the lifespan is about $2.4 million for a person with an intelligent intellectual disability or $1.4 million for a person without intellectual disability. 35% of young adults ages between 19 and 23, I think RJ is probably, I think he's right in there somewhere. I'm not exactly sure, but he's somewhere in there, in that that age, in that in that age. Um, with autism, have not had a job or recent postgraduate education after leaving high school. It costs more than $8,600 extra per year to educate a student with autism. The average cost of educating a student is about $12,000. In June of 2014, only 19.3% of people with disabilities in the United States were, partic- uh, were pa- participating um You're participating in the labor force, working or seeking work. Of course, 12.9% were unemployed, meaning only 16.8% of the population with disabilities was employed. By contrast, 69.3% of people without disabilities were in the labor force, And 65% of the population without disabilities was employed. This is coming from the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2014. And all this is coming from the Autism Society.
4: So in other words, they said that it cost that much money for disability? yeah uh,
5: for medication uh, yeah it costs it costs a lot of money to actually to educate a person they said it it costs a lot of money to educate a a person with autism now I don't know what they got that now I don't know how much their numbers are i don't know if they're well really. Um, uh, I'm sure that they, I don't know how to get the how to get the numbers, but I guess it's from from really from
0: uh from the most of this comes from the the
5: um, CDC, the Center
0: Disease Control, in up in Atlanta. Uh, I'm trying to get some more information I got some other facts too
5: um, you asking about bullying or any type of other thing that concerning um Arti- artistic uh artistic, artistic um people guess um, i this is from uh, artism safety facts that i pulled up and uh i'm trying to remember to keep these statistics if i get a chance to talk to is Holly Pete. Bullying. 65% of parents reported that their children with Asperger's, Asperger's Syndrome has been victimized by peers <clears throat> in some way within the past year. Mm-hmm. 47% reported that 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 their ch- that their children have been hit by peers or siblings. Fifty percent reported uh, reported them to be scared of their peers. Nine percent were attacked by game by a gang and hurt in the private parts. 12% indicated that that child had never been invited to a birthday party. Uh, 6% were almost almost always picked last for teams. And Mm. 2% are alone at lunch,
0: eat every day. Wow, it, it's it, it's the way they it's the way they are treated,
5: which is it, it it's really not fair, really, the way they the way mm-hmm. they they treat them, um, because. I remember they're people too.
4: They're humans. That's true too. And they That's just going to show you that how much division and prejudices they have here in America too.
0: Oh yeah.
5: Especially that I, the the kids itself kids could be really cruel. They they could be really cruel. Mm and they pick they, they bully and pick and bully and pick and bully and pick and bully at these kids who who really didn't do anything to them. They pick on because they're different. Right. That's main. That's mainly what's. That's what where it is. And.
0: That's why I want to learn more about autism. I want to
5: I want to learn more about it. Um. Okay, they got a website called autismspeaks.org. dot org. I think I I know I I might have played that. Um. Yeah, I did play that. They have they have PS they have two, they have a PSA. They have a couple of PSAs on autism. I um I believe Tony Braxton. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's I think Tony Braxton um I think I think she has a PSA mm-hmm. on what well, she does, if I'm not mistaken, because i remember never played it more than, i played it a dozen times. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I, there's another celebrity who has autism. Um, the fashion guy, I can't think of his name. Um, oh, Tommy Hilfiger.
8: Oh yeah,
5: yeah. Tommy Hillfinger. did a PSA for AutismSpeaks.org as well as Twenty Braxton and probably be some others. Those are the ones that 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 um, that, grew, that grabbed my attention when I when I was um, looking for PSAs on different things. And this is these these two came out really came out um at me because I did not know Tommy Hilfinger, the fashion guy had a child with autism now I heard about in fact i've heard of, i already heard about Tony Braxton's um son um, I heard about him and uh in fact I've seen the commercial it's a very it's a very very nice commercial very nice commercial they did and there's so other and there's so many other so many other people who have kids now they also have people now I was looking at um the peach hollyrod and Holly um that their, their organization holly rod they they also they have has uh, holly's brother has parkinson's um he has he has he has parkinson's the same the same oh the same um disease that Michael J. Fox has as well as Muhammad Ali and countless others
0: who 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 um who battling
5: this disease. So autism and
0: autism and um um and um parkinson's are two of the things they're
5: they're dealing with in their organization and in, in their foundation and uh this is a very this is a really really good found this is really good um they've they do a lot of things, raise money, they, they have, they make, they have this, now this little bracelet, they, they, they're selling, um, in order to raise money, then, and these kids, these kids make these bracelets, and they sell them, oh,
8: yeah,
5: yeah, they, they, they make these bracelets, and they, 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 they um, around. as a matter of fact, April, and this is probably, in, uh, this is probably the reason why I'm on it. I'm doing this. April is Autism Awareness Month, Awareness Month. That's why. That's probably why. This is probably why I. This has been on my mind because I did not know that April is Autism Awareness Awareness Month.
0: And,
4: oh, uh, and I thank you for bringing that to my attention, also, because now I can uh, mention that tomorrow
0: yeah maybe
4: i start a, a, a conversation on that
5: yeah they seventy seven percent of these young people list and, and this is and this is from their website um this is r j s place now I, these kids are these are some wonderful good looking very independent um young people um seventy seven percent of these young people want to work and be independent.
0: Hmm.
5: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, R.J. Holly, Holly and Rods, and Rodney Pete's son. He he was thinking about. He has he 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 has he he has all these checks that he he's been working. He has been working. He he now wants to move out of the house to in, into his own house now <laughs> bless his heart I I understand he wants independence I mean I really do I understand but I don't think that mom and dad too happy about it right now
6: <laughs> I hear that
5: you should have saw the look on their face. I'm like, ooh, <coughs> that's I don't know, because <coughs> that is that's that's Holly's baby, and it, that's that's his that's her big baby. So uh, you know, it they want to be they want to be more independent than and. To uh, anything, so you know, I I don't blame I don't blame the old boy myself. <laughs> I don't blame them. They um, I'm looking at it now. They have some very wonderful bracelets that they that they make and they and they sell them and they. That's one way of raising money for um to in order in order to to, to fund this found their foundation, and this is all, um,
0: be, because of of what the Pete's, because of a of
5: their son. It's all centered around because of their son, RJ, who has has um, autism um, it is the fastest growing development in disorder in the United States and on an average autism costs a family more than $65,000 a year I estimated uh, 50,000 Americans with autism spectrum disorder or ASD turn 18 each year vocational training gives them a better change of successful transition to adulthood. And, uh, and on their program for Pete's Sates, they're making awareness of this very strongly, very strongly they're making awareness of this um about autism as an education so that people can that people would know about this and that way that way they can help and get and get get involved
0: and especially if you have a child who's autistic. Uh they they have partners
5: to in their and their particular they by the way they're in los angeles they're, they're um their their foundation is 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 in los angeles um, I'm trying to click on the history of how they did this, and but uh, this is, and yeah, you can tell them about. You can tell them. You can mention this on your program that April is Autism Awareness Month. Yeah, um, there's it, a way of awareness to those who don't know and this is a good way to, and this is a good way to be educated on learning more about autism until today until until year, a few years ago I had to have no idea about autism I've heard about it I um I've heard about it but really I've, I've really didn't know that much about the disease and how much it and how much it it involves the family. Um oh yeah, okay, here it is. The the foundation was inspired by a father and son, Hollyrod Foundation was for, was formed in 1997 by actress Holly Robertson Pete and her husband former NFL quarterback Rodney Pete. The Holly Rock Foundation dedicated dedicated to providing help and hope to those living with autism and Parkinson's disease. Oh yeah, okay. Um in honor of Holly's father Matthew T. Matthew T. Robinson
0: Jr., who highly, highly, partnered partnered with, with the Center of Center for Parkinson's Research and
5: Movement Disorders at the Keck School of Medicine. At the University of Southern California to establish the Hollyrod Compassionate Care Program with the mission to improve care program with with the mission to improve the quality of life of people with Parkinson's. The program provides patient services, including physical, physicians. Consultants, Physical Therapy, Counseling Service, and and Abilene uh, AIDS to those who have little or no health care insurance and limited financial sources. Uh, after Holly and Rodney's oldest son, RJ, was diagnosed with autism, Holly Rod's mission Expand it to provide support and resources to families also affected by an autistic autism diagnosis, like Parkinson's autism, can uh, decimate families physically, emotionally, and most of all, financially. In October of 2012, after years of planning and strategizing HRF awarded its inaugural grant to develop and launch the Holly Rod
0: Autism Compassionate Care Center uh, Center, a unique constellation of autism resources, services,
5: and one on one support with a with family center focus account. At California State University in Northbridge. current uh, current programs of the Hollywood Hollywood Foundation include Gift of a Voice, RJ's Place, and the My Brother Charlie Family Fund Day. So that's what that's what they are all about. And they have. Partners to help them with. They have um, different partners to help them with um, for doing this like Walgreens, Xerox, Old Smoky Mountain, uh, uh, Moon, Old Smoky Mountain, Famous Moonshine, Toys of Us, um, FedEx, Spirinoff, Outback, American Airlines.
0: And it's
5: a pretty pretty good pretty good list. Pretty good list. Pretty good list of supporters of partners
0: who partner up with with this foundation. Um for those of you who want to who want
5: to know more information about this You can go to hollyrod.org. That's hollyrod, h o l l y dot h o l l y r o d dot o r g. Hollyrod.org. And if you'd like to get more information or you'd like to make a donation to the Hollyrod Foundation, I know they will be very grateful. And all the help they could get for this in order to help and educate
6: those
4: who have autism.
6: When we come back,
4: news and views, folks.
5: See what's going on in the headlines. On the news. I right hear on, on Nation Talk Sunday, evening four. Help stop violence before it starts. Teach boys early that violence against women is wrong. Learn how at brought Watch you buy Features Without Violence and the Ad Council.
6: Hello,
5: this is Rod Stewart for Rad. Your lifestyle is your business, but when you drive drunk, you become everybody's business.
1: Don't drink and drive. Be smart, plan ahead, and choose a designated driver.
6: Remember, music lives. And
3: so should you. A public service announcement brought to you by the US oh, Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
1: <Srish> Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ag Council.
4: You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Trankin.
5: Now, do the the nation talking about national news? <laughs> I'll talk to you, Jam Radio Productions, StoneAhead.com and its sponsors. This is Nature Talk.
6: know who that is the material girl
5: herself Madonna. Donna The video is I like the videos. It's a nice video. It's kinda like Merrima Roll type thing. <laughs> um Diamond's a girl's best friend. I think that's the name of the movie. It's a very old movie. But anyway, that's the Material Girl um with Diamond in the background. And uh Man I just I'm just clicking on Yahoo
0: and uh Body
5: of Missing American Schoolgirl Isabel Celis six was found in Now, here's the story. The remains of a six-year-old American girl have been found by police five years after her disappearance. Isabella Celis, Celis was reported missing on April the 20th, 2012, after she disappeared from her bedroom. A police chief that her remains were discovered a month ago in a in remote woodlands, and her identity has now been confirmed by forensics experts. Uh, Tuscan Tuscan police chief Chris Magus said, "Quote: Obviously, this is not the end ending that." any of us had hoped for, but this is also not the ending of the case. We are working this case very aggressively as we were with any case involving the death of a child, end of quote. It's so sad. I mean, that's so sad. It's that sad. Where was
4: this located?
5: And uh, this was located in Arizona, I believe. Wow. It's sad. It's very sad. Uh, this remind me of the incident that happened here in Savannah with the young lady who, she was, I forgot how old she was, she was found missing, and they found later they found her body. Uh, over there, where now, where the where um the hotel is, is being at that's built now. Uh, it was it was it was so sad. It was it was it was sad. Um, Chicago police. Arrested boy who is 14 seeks others in Facebook Facebook rape case. Uh, they got him. They got him. They got the 14-year-old. now they're still looking for the others. Uh, police in Chicago has arrested a 14-year-old boy and are seeking a 15-year-old in connection with with the gang rape of a teenage girl that was broadcast on Facebook Live authorities um it said today police were working to identify other suspects. The Facebook videos since taken down show as many as six but the trauma suffered by the fifteen year old was was
0: contemplated was uh comp- uh couple <laughs> uh in the, they, <laughs> uh, in
5: the, in, the, in the investigation uh area commander brendan dehan told a news conference saying quote she's just have a difficult time every communication either communication with." occurred to her. A dean said, adding that the teen had been cyberbullied by people belittling her ordeal and that her family had received threats. More arrests were expected soon, according to the police chief. The girl went missing on March the 19th in the crime-plagued Midwest U.S. city, my old hometown, she was found two days later and taken to a children's hospital for treatment. Police police got in, got involved when the girl's mother approached Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson at a neighborhood meeting, uh, showing him. Um, Graphic photos taken from the Facebook video showing several young men assaulting the teen. The fourteen year old suspect uh faces at least three juvenile felony charges, including as ad- a ad- 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 uh criminal sexual assault. According to police said Sunday, juvenile suspects are generally not named. So, this young man is going to be facing some, he's going to be facing some time in jail. Either juvenile, or he may just go, he may just face some jail time.
4: Who knows? And I just hope Unless they charge him as an adult, yeah, they're
0: gonna
4: slap, slap
0: on the wrist. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, of course. Oh yeah, Major League Baseball. I believe
5: is this week starts. I believe it starts this week. I believe it does. Uh, they're gearing up for it. I can hear the bats, I can hear the bats cracking now. <laughs> Sound like you're a baseball fan. Oh, yeah. The Blue Jays' final roster decisions contain real hand, hand scratchers. Hmm, head scratchers. Oh. It's like the Toronto Blue Jays opening season with a strong 25-man roster, but well, whether it's best time is very much up for debate. Which means, uh, uh-oh. Well, I wish them well. The Cubs got the the Cubs have to the Cubs going. Going, I'm. I, I assume they're going to try to defend their title. And uh, again this year, they're going to defend their title this year. And hopefully they'll go again. I'm. Um, I'm.
4: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that was luck, man.
5: Nah. No 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 That was just good playing Good playing good playing the boys play good the boys play good
4: Yeah alright all right. they they you you get but what first time in thirty some years or so yeah. like that Yeah
5: But look but but listen Look who's look who's not in <laughs> look who didn't get in the New York Yankees
8: what change.
5: It always either the Yankees or the Dodgers. If it ain't the Dodgers, it's the Yankees.
0: Some maybe the Red Sox. Maybe. But I don't know
5: what happened to them. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to what happened to Excuse me to to those teams because you know how the you know how the Yankees play when they play they put everything in it in order to get that pennant and to get to the World Series right they didn't do it this time <laughs>
4: all
5: right. Okay, I got you.
6: Maybe, I'm just
5: saying, maybe, just maybe, that one of those teams I mentioned may just, well, I don't know, finally step up their game. Yeah, I don't know. Right,
4: so, they, so they can step it up a little
5: bit. yeah. I'm sure they could they they need to step it up a bit um, and and that include the white sox too. that's my other team as as a matter of fact that's president Obama. president obama he likes um um the white sox he's a white sox fan he's a white sox fan, and I'm a Cubbies fan mm. so if so it, it it's gonna be the White Sox team. They, 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 I don't like. They, I guess they tried and fell. But I hope that they will finally try and get get on the stick. <laughs> And, and 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 try to win, cause uh, I think old baby was very. I think old baby is, uh, is probably rolling his grave right now. going
6: no, not the cubs, not the cubs.
5: <laughs> Him and and DiMaggio and those guys on the on the <laughs> on the team. No, not them. Not them. Midwest. No Midwest
4: guys. <laughs> Not them. Wait a minute. Uh the Major's dead, ain't it? Yeah. That's what I saw. So, yeah.
5: Uh, I can imagine they're in their grave going,
4: no, Oh, I got you now, I got you. No, now. not them.
5: Cause you because know, they were those
4: guys, oh my goodness. Whew. Remember remember when New York had three three baseball teams that were heavy? Oh, yeah. The Giants, the Mets, and the, and the, and the Yankees. Wow. Oh, yeah. They, they they
5: had one time, the Brooklyn... The Brooklyn uh, Dodgers. Brooklyn Dodgers. That was back in the 40s, I think. Uh, 40s and 50s. Oh, up
4: in the 50s and 60s, the Dodgers.
5: And then they moved from... Before you know they went to L.A.? Yeah. I forgot what year they went to L.A., but they after they left Brooklyn, they they went on to LA, leaving the Yankees and the Mets. So right. those are the only two teams now that that those two original teams. New York is a the the Yankees are actually the original New York team. they they
4: I thought the uh, what is this, the New York Giants?
5: That's football.
4: Does so going back a minute. Oh yeah. Who who, who the Giants then? Yeah. The, the Giants
5: is, the Giants that's the football that's their that's the New York football team. Oh okay. I thought it was,
4: yeah. I thought it was a baseball team, the Giants.
5: Oh no 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 no. They had they had the Brooklyn Dodgers, the Yankees and the Mets. Brooklyn Okay. The did the the, the, the the um the, the Brooklyn the Dodgers went the Brooklyn Dodgers went west, leaving just the Yankees and the Mets. As we speak now, I believe one of those teams has a brand new stadium. I think, I think, um, that was the Mets
4: Stadium. Uh, wait a minute, the Yankees had a, uh, they did something with that stadium too, you know.
5: Yeah, I think they tore down one and built, and built the other one. I mean, after they built right. it up, they tore down the old one, um, the, the old ballpark. Um, but those—they're now the two—they—they they're, they're right now the only two New York baseball teams right now, and uh, it has been since then, just like the Cubs and the White Sox. Those two teams been at it; have been there since, for centuries,
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and still there.
4: Still there, all and right. Still
5: now. there. I, I'm an old cub I'm a old Cubs. I'm an old Cubs fan. Old Cubs fan that goes way back to sixties, 60s. sixties 60s uh, and seventies. Well, right. Ernie Banks and all those guys used to play. I was an Ernie Banks fan. Oh my gosh! I used to love to watch that man play. Oh. Just watching him. Just just watch him play. It's like poetry in motion. <laughs> he was the man. He was definitely the man, Mister Cub. That's what he used to call him. Mister Cub. <laughs> All right, then. Oh yeah. I I used to. I I tried playing. I, I play a little bit, I played a little baseball uh, a little bit oh yeah yeah i i, I tried to I, the only problem with me is the way I swing the ball the way i the way I have the back i'm um it's backwards, you know how you regularly you know how you regularly regularly um Hold the bat. Well, I hold Nothing it. Like the, that. <laughs> I hold it the opposite way. My hands are like opposite.
6: Mm. Cause,
5: Cause, I remember I was playing. I was there. I was in school and I was playing. And the and the my my P.E. teacher thought I was gonna I was going to um, break my wrist, but. I, I'm more comfortable actually I'm more comfortable that way hitting than the regular way. I don't know why but that's the way if I do it the regular way if I hit the ball the regular way if I hit, stay in the stance get in the stance with the back the regular way then I, I'll feel kind of awkward but if I do it the opposite if I have my hands the opposite way i feel i'm more i'm more comfortable i'm much more comfortable that way I don't know it's just it's just the way i don't know that's that's just the way uh
4: well does that does that affect your plan
5: no it doesn't, it doesn't affect my plan it doesn't, it doesn't affect me um hitting i hit okay, pretty good okay. i hit i hit pretty good with it I guess the one the probable word because cause when you when you um for example if a fastball comes at you a and it might hit your hand but it don't, it it doesn't it, it doesn't bother me I don't know it just that's just the way that's just how I you know that's that's just, maybe just it's just me because I've seen. Yeah, it's it's different. It's it's totally different from you know from from what um from what other people the way other people
6: you know uh-huh.
5: play. So you know that's just that's just how I am with the when I, when I get ready when I when I swing a bat. Huh. basketball is because I'm I'm kind of. Awkward. <laughs> I'm kind of. I don't know.
0: It,
5: sports to me. My brothers are big. They're more like sports fanatics. I can see more, that. Yeah, they're more sports fanatic. Like football, you know, things like that. I'm. I'm still an old baseball fan. I like watching baseball. And I, and I I love the game. Um, I tried tennis. They didn't work <laughs> the bat the dumb balls are too fast for me
6: <laughs>
5: that is a bit too fast. They come up too quick for me <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> so tomorrow. You have a podcast to do.
4: Yeah, on www.soundviewtv.org, 5.30 to 6.30 p.m.
0: Eastern Standard Time. People of Excellence. Ooh. And
4: tomorrow, like I say, we're going to be talking about autism. And childhood diseases. Uh, we we'll try to. Well, we're just going to try to bring in something that's more important than just uh, sit around doing nothing about it. So, what can we do about this?
5: Yeah. I like. I I like the. I like what um, the peeps and and those ladies that that was on the program Saturday night. I loved it. I love what they're doing. They're, they're not just sitting around doing it. They're also they, they're trying to make things happen.
4: You got to do
5: it. They kind of make things happen. I think the next step now is um, talking to the legislator. I think that's the, think that's the California legislator. I think that's the next step. Um, try to get a bill. That would be good if they can get a bill, on on the floor in the in the California assembly in the California um um up in up in um, Sacramento that would be great if they can get one in Sacramento that'd be good and i hope other states will follow will follow suit as well
3: follow, right, right.
5: You know, following California's lead you know and doing this cuz Especially these kids, especially our black kids who are who are autistic. My, I'll tell you, it's we. They're gonna go through a whole lot. They love to be independent. That that's what I love about them. They want. What's to be that
4: independent. again? Huh? What's that again?
5: That I just love when. They want to be independent. I love that. That yeah. is wonderful. That is but wonderful. But there's so
4: much, so much garbage and and violence and and danger out there now. It's like it's hard to be independent.
5: Yeah, that's people what,
4: just don't want. People just won't let you let you live in peace.
5: Yeah, that's true.
4: They go out of their way to mess with you.
5: Yeah, the peace. That's what the people uh, are afraid of. <laughs> They 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 kind of hear about it, which you know, which again I don't blame them. Their parents, you know, I hey I don't blame them. They are parents and they are going to worry about their children, of course. And that's that's going that's just that's natural. So, you know, it it remains to be seen what what. But they're going to the decision what they're going to do with R.J. And I'm just wondering if he's actually going to do this. <laughs> he said he wants to save his money to find another place. I said, okay. I, they, they, his parents do not look happy right about now. They do not look happy at all.
4: <laughs> well, I can't, I can't blame him.
5: Yeah, well, it, it, I guess it goes with the territory when you have a autistic child. You're gonna worry, and uh, uh, it's, it happens. Yeah. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> yeah. of course your show is coming on five thirty, six sound thirty, Soundview. Six thirty, Soundview. Yep, SoundviewTV.org. You know what? That's right. Yep, yep, that's, well, of course, as always, for all of you, thank you all for tuning in and giving us, letting us spend some time with you by your computer or Android or whatever device you're using. The views of the Nation Talk are not necessary to views on Talkshoe, Jam Radio Productions, Sodahead.com and its sponsors. This has been Nation Talk. A public uh, this has been Nation Talk, which airs next Sunday at 8 PM Eastern time. Which will sure join us next Sunday for another Nation Talk here on Talk Shoe and Jam Radio. Until then, God bless you, and you have yourself a wonderful week. Nature Talk is a public affairs program produced by Jam Radio Radio Media and Productions.